Hey, welcome to Sunday Night Navi, vacation edition. Shout out to everybody for coming on tonight. Um, Sunday Night Navi is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, right here live from Studio B, 613 on your dial. Tonight's sheer prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Navi and Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Hanavi, the author of the Book of Shmuel, Send us many messages for our time. This series is dedicated to Zecha Nishmas, Harav Yerachmiel, Ben, Aramir, and, and tonight's show will be Zecha Nishmas as well. Chava Henechana, Bas Yitzchak Yaakov. Shama should have an Aliyah. Okay. To understand the Jewish people, <laughs> to understand well, maybe that's a mistake. Maybe that's a mistake. Um, but to understand trends in Jewish history, uh, it, it is it is important to understand that things do not happen overnight. On the one hand, on the one hand, we, we absolutely say Yeshua Sashem Keherifai. We say that 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 um, the salvation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu could happen. At the snap of a finger, terrifying. It's it, it's a blink of the eye. That's certainly true. However, in the big the big picture, it takes time, and one has to appreciate that that the 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 geula, the redemption has to come in 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 increments. It has to come over periods of time, and there have to be steps along the way. Because we don't appreciate that there aren't steps along the way. You don't really understand the process. It's a very famous, very famous story. Um, I, I can't make up these stories. Theodore Herzl said in 1897, he said, he said, what we are discussing, and it was because the first Zionist Congress, um, the possibility of establishing a Jewish state in Israel, he said, will take 50 years. It's not going to happen today, this week, or next week. It will take 50 years. The story is, is that 50 years to the day that he made that comment was the day of the UN vote on the partition plan. Exactly. That's the story. Exactly to that on that date. Uh, well, 50 years later was the... Uh, so he had a vision. Uh, he had a vision because Jewish people have to have a vision. Jewish people have to understand that things do not happen overnight. And things are not going to take place. Um, we believe, uh, at least many of us believe, uh, religious Zionists, that the founding of the state of Israel it was a, a step in the process that ultimately will bring the Gula Shlem. It's a, a phrase that's been coined, Aschalta de Gula. Now, can I tell you 100% it's Aschalta de Gula? No, I can't tell you that. However, as but that's what we believe uh, a, a, in the concept of religious Zionism. That is front and center that this, that... Um, I mentioned on many occasions, Rosvi Hurst Kalisher 
who said that, who, who writes that in order to force the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bring the Geula, you have to pick up a shovel, go to Eretz Yisrael and start digging and start building. You know, I, I've told many times the story of the of the Panovich Rebbe, where, where when uh, Rommel was coming close and, and Eretz Yisrael was being threatened and then he stood on the place of the Panovich Yeshiva and he said that, he said that, that well, you know, we're going to build the Panovich Yeshiva right here. And they said to him, Rebbe, uh, could you say that? We don't know we, we're going to be alive. Well, they built the Panovich Yeshiva on the place that he said they're going to build the Panovich Yeshiva. So uh, Rommel did not come and the Panovich Yeshiva was built. Um, um, it's very interesting. The, the, it is a well-known fact that on Yom Ma'ut, every year, the Panovich Yeshiva always, always flies the Israeli flag. This is a, a known fact. So there's, there's usually a picture on Yeshiva World of that every year. Uh, so, because the Panovich Rebbe understood, and, and, and yes, Theodor Herzl, with no connection to the Torah, understood that the Jewish process takes takes time. The Jewish process, you know, it took 480 years to build the base of Mikdash. Yoshua doesn't build it. The Shoftim don't build it. Not even, the, I mean, David Amel would have built it, but wasn't allowed. It takes 480 years because everything is a process. And, 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 and you have to go in and look at the story with that, with those, with, with that vision, that it's not going to happen overnight. There are steps that must happen along the way, and then there are, and there are steps backwards as well. We think we're getting there, and then, and then there's a, then there's a step backwards. I don't need to tell you that the disappointment um, in the Jewish world in 1948, when uh, when when Yerushalayim fell into the hands of the Jordanians. And a place that we could not go, the old city, for 19 years. But that did not diminish in any way what they had accomplished in 1948. Yes, you, you might you want to say it wasn't complete; it was missing. Uh, Rabbi Heyer uh, says that it was a uh, we had a Jewish state without a neshama, and in '67 the neshama was implanted in it. Okay, yeah, we can we can say we can say all of those things. But it's but the point was that it's a process, and what and they and they accomplished, uh, and, and and years and years of work went into accomplishing what 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 we have seen in our lifetime in our century, and what Eretz Yisrael has become. And the process is not over; the process is still going. We have Mashiach has not come. We basically this has not been rebuilt, and and we and there are many troubles along the way. Uh, you know, enemies uh, threatening us constantly on a daily basis, rockets flying and all of those things. Those are the setbacks in the process. But, don't, but, but, but they may, but, but although those are setbacks and those are the downsides, but they don't stop the process. They're part of the process, that, that it takes time. I tell you this because if you don't understand that, then you really can't understand Shmuel Hanavi anointing David Amelch. Because what is he doing? What does he need to do? And we're going to see in a momentarily, we're going to see the hesitation on, on Shmuel Hanavi in doing it in the lifetime of Shaul. But Hashem tells him no. 
and we, we spoke a little bit about this last week, that Hashem has already decided on the next step. That Hashem is teaching him that, no, you can't stop progress. Progress, progress has to go forward. And, 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 that's, and that's what's taking place here. And I, I, I think that's very, very important to understand uh, the context of that idea and the context of our, of our story. Uh, okay, so so let's let's take a look at Parak Tezayin. Uh, uh, if you're in the Odd Scroll, it's on page 100. Um, if not, Parak Tezayin is safe for small. Now here's another. There's another message here that that I, I think is very important. Uh, let me read the passage, then I'll tell you the message. And, and, and I think it's a crucial me- message to understand Jewish destiny. Vayomer Hashem el Shmuel. Ad Masaya Tam Isabel el Shol. I think we understand that when, when we, uh, you know, when we appoint someone to a certain position and they fail, that we do take some sort of responsibility. Uh, for it, and we feel bad, and we are depressed about about uh, you know what 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 has taken place. So Hashem says to Shmuel, but at a certain point, you have to move on. Vani Mastiv, and I have rejected him. Mastiv really means I have uh, despised him. Uh, uh, in, in practical terms, it means I've rejected him. Mimloch al Yisrael, Malay fill your your horn with oil. Vilech eshlachachol Yishai beisalachmi, go to the home of Yishai um, and and beislecha. Kiraisi bivanav li melech, because I see in his son. Um, King. So the Gemara tells a famous story. Everybody knows this story. Everybody's heard this story 150,000 times. But listen to the story anyway. The last Gemara in Masechus Mons. Gemara tells the story that Rabbi Akiva is walking with Rabbi Tarfon, Rabbi Shua, and Rabbi Gamliel, and they see a fox exiting the Harabais. And and it says that everyone but Rabbi Akiva began to cry. So, and Rabbi Akiva left. So they turned, so, so Rabbi Akiva turns to them and says, why are you crying? And they turn to them and they say, what, well, you know, how could you laugh? And, and they say, we're crying because the place that the Kohen Godol once went in on Yom Kippurim, now a fox is leaving. And they say to him, and he says to them, He says, that's why I'm laughing. He says, there's a nevuah that says that the base of Mikdash and Yerushalayim is going to be destroyed. But there's also a nevuah of Od Yeshu Zekeinim Uzekeinos Bechoivos Yerushalayim. He says, there's also a nevuah that, that one day we're all going to return. He says, now that I see, listen to the words of Rabbi Akiva, now that I see that, that, that this Nevoah A 
has come true via dua. It is for sure that the second Navua is going to come true. And they look at him and they say, Akiva Nihamtanu, Akiva Nihamtanu. Akiva, you have comforted us. You Akiva, you have comforted us. What's going on in this story? What in the world happened? So I heard once from Romero Goldbeck that Romero Akiva also cried. Doesn't mean he didn't cry. Doesn't mean he didn't feel for Jewish tragedy. Doesn't mean that. The answer is, how do you look at tragedy? But it's not tragedy in a vacuum. It's Jewish tragedy. Jewish history, unfortunately, we've had our, 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 had our low moments. And, and we spend the entire day on Tisha B'Av discussing them. Every kina uh, from the Crusades to Chelnitsky to, to the Holocaust, to, you name it, it's all there. But you know what Rabbi Kiva said? Tell you what Rabbi Kiva said. He said, at Chatzos on Tisha B'av, get off the floor. Pick your head up. Put back the Aaron Koydas. Put on, put on your tefillin. You know why? Because the future is going to be good. What's the, what, what is Pshat in the Chorban? Pshat in the Chorban is a setback. It's a setback, but it's not, but it's not a closed door. The Chorban doesn't close the door. The, the Chorban is just a setback. And, 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 and even though there has been a setback, we have to go forward. Rabbi Kiva said, there's a promise in the future. There's a promise of redemption. There was a promise of destruction as well. Remember, they go together. You can't view them separately. Hashem says to Shmuel, stop crying. It's over. It happened. We had a lot of faith in Shaul Amela. He failed. But for himself, that's one level of failure. And that means he's no longer going to be the king. His future is closed. However, what, what did he represent? He represented the Jewish people. He said, that door is not only not closed, but is wide open. Now let's, let's move on. Take the oil. Take the shaman. Take, take, we're going to go. I see that there is a, a, a you know, a, there's a house in Beis Lechem. And in that house holds the future of the, of the rest of Jewish history. Don't, don't, don't get stuck on your disappointment in your great anointer in Shoal. Heads up. Let's go. He said the kinnis already. Kinnis are over. It's chatzoy sayon. It's it's tishabav afternoon. We put back the iron coders. We put on tefillin because we have chovish alav kapeher. The pasuk in Yecheskel why an ovel on the first day of shiva doesn't wear tefillin because because tefillin is called peher. It's called our glory. The first day of avelus is not a glorious day. He says. He says. He says that 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 today today. He says the glory. He says yeah. So we, so we we did that already. Pick your head up. Let's go. Go to Beis Lechem. Because there, Kira Isi Bibanavli Melech. But it's more, it's more than a Melech. 
It's it's an entire future. Below Amar the Yisrael Mela, Rotsulomo Li, Sheyel Avodasi, Vishmailai the Cholashea Tzaven. Radak says that this king will listen to everything that I tell him. And why the Karen? Amar Karncha, your horn, the Fishaya Karen Azem Mizuman. This was ready, Limshok Bal Malche based of it. The Alha Osid Ayam Mizuman, also a Karen Alpia Navium, the Hayab O Moed in Kli Shemen Amishka. Radak says that the horn of oil that 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 Shmuel was commanded to take was in the Mishkan. It was Mizuman, it was ready for the future. So too by Shlomo. The Radak says it was the job and the responsibility of the Nevi'im to, to anoint the kings of Piyashem. He said, even when Sadok anoints Shlomo, Nasanovi is present as, as a witness. So they to put it on his head and then between his eyes. So Hashem says, let's go. Let's move on. Let's go, let's go to better, better chapter in life. So Shmuel makes a political comment. He says, He says, How does this work? He says, I'm going to go. He says, I'm, I'm going to go. And then what's going to happen? Shoal's going to hear that I've anointed uh, a king in his place. Baharagani, and, and he's going to kill me. Vayomer Hashem, Eglas Bakar Tikak Viadecha, Viamarta Lisboat La Hashem Basi. So Hashem says to him, Hashem says to him, No, don't worry. You're going to, um, you're going to take um, a, a animals with you. And, and if anyone asks you, what are you doing in Beis Lechem? You're going to say that you came to, to give korbanos. Still sounds dangerous to me. Yeah, it was a very long radak. I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but just to give you a flavor. Radak of Pasebet. Matsanu, ki afapi shaya matiyah ha-kodesh poruchu ha-novi o'at sadik afapi kenaya nishmar uh, right, right. Even though Hashem promised protection, he still didn't want to go in dangerous places. Radak says that even though Hashem told Yaakov that he's going to bring him back and he's going to protect him, still the Malach comes and tells Yaakov, don't worry, I'm going to be with you. And Yaakov, when he heard Esau was coming, says he was afraid. 
Now, if anyone, if anyone should not have been afraid, it was it was Yaakov. The Chain David, so to David, we're going to learn in the coming weeks that, that now that he was anointed as king, he ran away from from Shaul. And God Anovi tells him, "Don't stay um, in the um, in the cave." Yeah. Hi everyone, and happy Tuvishvat. To start things off, I'm going to ask you a bit of a strange question. The the lamdu rabosenu zichronam levracha, and 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 the Chazal learned mizah pasuk shemitzah lishnos bedivrei shalom. So, so some say, so, so we also learn from that, 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 that you're allowed to change the facts for the sake of peace. Because we see that a Kaddish Baruch tells Shmuel to take an animal and say that you're giving a, a korban. The other is 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 the Radat looks at it the other way. Shmuel, Shmuel is concerned, and Hashem says you're going to do this in public, and you're going to see in public nothing is going to happen to you. But anyway, but it's a fair, fair, a fair question that that Shmuel does ask. Uh, um, you know, how, how is how, you know how, how can he do this in um, in a, in, a, in a positive way without without anything happening? Okay, so that's so that that's that's what happened. So Shmuel is concerned about repercussion for anointing David as as a king. The Karasi Yishai He says he says and invite Yishai to a feast. And I'm going to tell you what to do. Oh, so so the he says he says you're going to invite Yishai to a feast, and I'm going to tell you which one is going to be the king. So so the question is, why didn't why why didn't he just why didn't he just tell him straight? Radak yes, Lama lo amar lo mitchila sheim shach tovet kadeshi yidu kulam kimi Hashemu. He doesn't answer the question. <laughs> he just asks the question. So I, I think the answer to the question goes back to what I was saying, is that, is that everything is a process. In other words, don't, in other words, Hashem was saying to, to Shmuel, I'm sending you to the house of Yisha, and you're going to see what's going to happen. That's part of the process. That, 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 that we start off with, with nisim she'enam geluyim. The geula starts off with miracles that aren't so open. Um, you know, the 
this year is a is a is a it's a leap year, right? Uh, next in a couple of weeks is Rosh Chodesh Adar Aleph, right? It's not it's not Purim in a month. It's a Purim in, in, in a month and a half. So a- anyway, so so the question is, so the Gemara asks uh, an important question. We have a rule in Halacha, Ein Mavir in that you're not supposed to pass over a mitzvah. That when you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, um, you're not supposed to push it aside and do another mitzvah. That's why the Halacha is, if you take out your tefillin before you take out your talis. The halacha is that you're supposed to put your tefillin on first and then put on your talis because ain't my virinalamitzis. So the question that the Gemara raises is, is that how come, how come we don't celebrate Purim in Adarisha, ain't my virinalamitzis? So the Gemara says that, that because of something called masmachinan gu'ula le gu'ula, that we juxtapose the redemption of Purim to the redemption of Pesach. Now, what kind of a juxtaposition is there really? It's 30 days between Purim and Pesach. So the answer is that there's a halacha, the Gemara tells us in the beginning of Masechus, Sachem Daftalit, that, that 30 days before Pesach, you're supposed to start learning about the halachas of, of Pesach. So the truth is, um, the, the um, Nitei Gavriel brings down in, in his Sefer how, how many Rebbes were, were in the middle of the Purim Seuda would be asked to be brought a, a Shulchan Aruch, Hilchus Pesach, and they would start learning Hilchus Pesach in the middle of the, of, of the Purim Seuda. Now, now, so so really, it, it's really a, a very very close connection because it's immediate. It's not in a month. It's 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 immediate. Now, 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 what does it mean? So, so the answer is is that there's two types of redemption in this world. There's open redemption and there's hidden redemption. Purim, Purim, which is classified by a Hester Punim, where, 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 where it's a secret, it, it, you know, Hashem's name does not appear in the Megillah. It's not 100% obvious that, 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 you know, Hashem is there, because we know we have a tradition when it says Hamelech, that it means, uh, uh, you know, Mepharshim say, it says, but, you know, Nadidosh, Nas Hamelech. So the Mepharshim say, Nadidosh, Shnas Hamelech, Shal Olam, right? The, 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 the slumber the, of, the, of the king of the universe has been disturbed by what's taking place to the, to the, to the Jewish people. So, um, no, so that idea, again, is, and I think that's the idea here, that no, it, it doesn't always, like, it, it's a process before we get to those open and glaring miracles, there has to be a process. You know, first Moshe has to go to the snap, and then, and, then, and then Hashem has to show him the signs, and then he has to go to the, to the Zikanim, and he has to talk to the Zikanim, and then, then he has to go to Paro, and Paro has to say no, and then first the Makos come after all of that. Now, it's not, he doesn't walk in with the Makos. Paro said no, boom, hit him with the Makos. It's a, it's a process. The same thing I, I think is the answer to the Radak's question here. Hashem does not tell him about Tobin Omelos. Hashem right away, because it's a process. It takes time. And, and, and in the same way the process takes time, no, you don't get your answer right away. You'll see, little by little, step by step, because every step in the process is equally, every step in the process is equally important. In the as much as the entire process as well. If you look at the story I mentioned, Purim, 
it's it's equally important to know that they fasted for three days, that they daven, that Esther, what we, you know, put her put her life on the line, right? Famous medras, Ailey, Ailey, Lama Azaltani, like why, you know, why have you forsaken us? And and everything that happens after that, all the steps are just as important as the final result as well. Hashem says, No, you're not gonna know. You'll find out, you will see, you will see through the process that uh, that that David Hamelech will be revealed to you. And I, I think that's that's a very, very important um, idea. Okay. Pasik says now, Pasik Dal, Vayashmuel. So Shmuel, so Shmuel comes. Asa shed Hashem. So he does everything Hashem tells him. Vayavol Beislech. And he comes to Beislech. Vayecheredu. Signea yearly croissant. The elders of the city hurried nervously towards him. We have to see why. Uh, says Vayanu. Radak says they were shaking. Vayikapsul, let's say, croissant. Uh, and they uh, right they were afraid that maybe Shmuel has come to tell them about uh, about a a uh, uh, a sin a, a sinner a great sinner in the city that's what they say. Um, and and um, you know they, they run towards him. They say, "Did you come?" Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped. Shmuel said, no, I've come here to give a car. I, 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 I've come here. Uh, I've, I've, I've come here in in peace. Uh, I, 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 I've got, I'm giving a korban. And it says he invited uh, Yishai and his family uh, to all of the, to all of the uh, to the to the to the to the feast. So what happens? Right, this is a great um, this is a great lesson in life about how we how we how, how we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. Now he's so by Hebevoam, so I'm puzzled. So Vayaris Elio, Vayomer Ach Neger Hashem Mishicho. So Elio comes, and and, and when, when Elio comes, it says, it says that Shmuel looks at him and sees a handsome guy and says, This has got to be the one. Rotsaloma. Shmuel says he must be the one that's worthy. He should be um, he should be the, the one. Uh, so, so Shmuel 
So, so what, what, what does he see? So Radak says, Ki chashav, ki zehu amelech, shetivoa el, limshoach, vishaya bechor, bebnei Yishai. He was the firstborn in the house of Yishai. So that's the first mistake. As what we know in our history, the bechor is not necessarily indicative of anything. Ve'od, ki ra'o yafet tzura, bekoma kishol. Um, we, we spoke about, um, when we learned about Shol, about how looks are important. Um, I, I mentioned to the halachas that a king has to be groomed properly on a daily basis. He's not allowed to, to look disheveled. And, and the king, in other words, although looks are not everything, and, and, and what we call kitsonios uh, are not everything, but they're also important. The Gemara in Shabbos says that the way a person dresses defines the level of respect that we have for a person, that his clothes is, is, his, is his honor. Meaning, meaning if, you, if, you, if you walk in the street disheveled and you don't look properly, so then, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's one level. But, a per, you, know, you, you, know, um, you know, you walk into a shul, you, you look at the rough, you expect the rough to be dressed a certain way. Uh, whether he has to wear a tie or not wear a tie, but you, but you wouldn't expect it to wear being in jeans and a T-shirt. Uh, that's that's not you come you, you come to see uh, the, the your kids Rebbe in the yeshiva you expect them to look a certain way. What why because 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 it it defines the position because it's a, a position of 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 authority and it's a position of kavod and and, and the Rambam and Hilchos Teos is very clear that that a Talmud has to look a certain way because because it's not a kavod of Torah. To, to look to look uh, to look poorly. So Shmuel he says, "Look at this guy. He looks great. He's, he's dressed nicely. He's handsome. Uh, he he must be the one." And, and the precedence for that was Shaul, because that's how Shaul looked. Shaul looked impressive. Well, he spoke. We spoke about that earlier, uh, uh, a few weeks back. Shaul looked impressive. He was an impressive figure. He was an imposing figure. And a king has to be an imposing figure, not 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 just not just spiritually. But physically as well, so so he assumed uh, uh, this is right. The pasuk says that Shmuel tells the people about Shaul. Look, there's nobody that nobody that looks like him. That Hashem chooses someone who's tall and good looking for the king. So the people should should fear him. As long as his heart is good and straight. So so really, Shmuel wasn't wrong in what he was looking at. He was really looking at the right, he had the right idea, just the wrong person. Don't judge a book by its cover. He says, forget about him. Yeah, you're right. He does look impressive. Um, he's, he's, he's great height, but he's not my man. He said, he says, he says, he says, a person, uh, uh, um, looks at the outside and Hashem looks at the inside. Uh, Rashi says, Even though you called yourself the seer, Hashem said, you know, when Shaul came, he said, I'm the seer, I'm the roa. 
So, mm-hmm. so, so here, so here, here, it, here it comes, it comes back to him, uh, and Hashem says that 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 no, you, you don't, you don't really see. The Gemara tells the story in Masechus Brachos that Rabban Gamliel was very selective of who he let in the base Medrash. It says, Kol libo tocho kivuro. He says, if, if the inside and the outside didn't match, then he didn't let you in the base match. And there's a big machlokas in the Gemara of Lesben Azari had to add 800 benches, and Rabbi Gamaliel felt bad, and then he has a dream that really, that he was right, that, 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 there, that he wasn't so wrong. That, that, that his idea of, uh, of having an expectation of who's in the base matters that their insides and their outsides match is certainly a legitimate uh, 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 concept. And that's what I, that's what a Kodesh Baruch Hu tells him. He says he says that there's an inside and there's an outside. Yes, he might look impressive outside, but he's not so impressive inside. And that and that's uh, uh, that's something in life. So that idea of don't judge a book by its cover. Out to stakel kan kan. See, see, we said it first. Chazal said it first. Uh, you know, don't look at the can; look what's in it. Um, and you have to. In life, sometimes we have we have to do it. Writes the Radak. Right, we say that uh, in Yom Kippur. Davin. Hashem is Hashem tests all the inner body parts, the hearts and the kidneys. And yada levav Eliav yashar. He says, says, I know that the heart of Eliav. That it's not it's not Yosha. Lafiga Amalishmo Altabait El Mareo. Yapa Pishu Yafe Mare Bahog and Lamachos to Fim Mareo. So Radak says that Hashem says to Shmuel, even though according to the standards of the physical side, he is worthy. Aniyo Dea Lavavo, Umastil Machos, Kinenu Hagun, Lafi Lavavo, because he is not uh, he's not the right guy. He, he, he looks impressive, but he isn't so impressive. Okay. calls the next son. And and he, and he brings him in front of Shmuel. Right? Now, 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 I, I, I think to me, what's also painful here, there's got to be painful for Yishai as well, because because seeing his children being rejected, uh, I, I, we don't we don't we don't have any indication of what he thought of his children, but but I can only imagine as a father, you know, he thought all his children were wor- all his children children, uh, all his children were worthy of being king, uh, and this this had not have been this this could not have been an easy moment for Yishai. <coughs> and then Yishai brought the, the son Shama, that was his name. Not this one. Right, how did Shmuel know? Because Hashem didn't tell him. So, so Yishai brought the first seven sons, and and Shmuel says, "Not happening." So Vayomer Shmuel Yishai, Atamo Ane Arim, Vayomer Ochearakatan 
והנה רואה בצאן, ויאמר שמואל על ישי שוחרר בכוחנו, כי לא נעשה בה בו פה. So Shmuel says something's wrong here. Someone's not here. There is um, a Pusik in Tehillim. Um, I, I, I don't remember what parak it is anyway. It's either Samach Beis or Ayin Beis, somewhere around there. Uh, don't quote me on either number. That David Amalek writes, Muzar ha'isi l'beisavi v'nachri v'veisimi. That I was a stranger in, 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 a, in, the foreign, in my father's house and, and, you know, an outcast in my mother's house. So, um, so the question is, what was going on here? Like, what, why didn't Yishai want, bring David Amalek as he did all the other kids? There's a, a long medrash that the Elio Kito quotes that David wasn't believed to be a legitimate child, and, and, and later on, and, and this validated David Amel. I don't want to go into the whole story, but it, re, it, relate, it relates to the fact, you know, maybe, maybe next week I'll, I'll give you some of the highlights of it. It relates to the fact that uh, over the controversy of whether Rus uh, was allowed to be married to Boaz, and whether the line that what, what Rus produced, which is ultimately David Amel, was a legitimate line. Uh, we're going to get very heavily into that discussion when we get to Doe Kadomi, uh, one of the great villains of Jewish history, um, and um, and what we'll talk about, uh, you know, the extent of of, of, what, of what was going on there. But there, but there is a there is such a medrash that David was not believed to be legitimate, and and he thought that Yishai thought he might have been even been a mom's there, and then it turns out that that obviously he's not, and so so uh, Shmuel. Shmuel says that to Yishai, there's got to be more. So, so, so it says that it says that they went and they brought him, and he was he had a reddish complexion, he with fair eyes and good looking, and and immediately. They they came to uh, he he was anointed to be the king. Um, that's an, that that that's another message that you know uh, I've mentioned this a number of times. Uh, Rabbi Tachtel in in Eim Habanim Samecha he describes in his criticism of the people who who are bothered by the fact that the, that the, the state of Israel was brought about by non from people. Um, Notwithstanding with some of the stuff that's going on today, which is utterly ridiculous, but anyway, um, so so Rabbi Tachtel writes in the Sefer. He says, he says, since when do we know who Hashem's messengers are? How do we know that Hashem is sending, uh, uh, you know, a, a guy in, uh, you know, with pay is hanging and sits is hanging now to bring a, to bring some kind of a Yeshua? We don't know that. He writes. He said, he said, he said the, 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 the Mashiach Hashem could be absolutely uh, and anybody. And, and, and I think that's also a message here, that, that David Amal is hidden because we don't know where it's coming from. The least expected person who, who you, you think was, would bring about a Yeshua and Am Yisrael, that's the person who it's going to happen to. I mean, if you think about um, like Mordechai and Esther, right? 
we would not even know who they were if Purim didn't happen. They're only famous because Purim happened. If there, if there was no Haman, if there was no Purim, Mordecai and Esther, they might, first of all, Esther may or may not have been the queen. And even if she would have been anyway, because whatever happened with Vasi, maybe it would have happened anyway. But we wouldn't know the story. That, and and I, I, I think that's a very, very important message. Shmuel says, Shmuel says to Yishai, there's something amiss here. Someone's missing. What you think might be, and who you think might be the, the, the Goel, you're wrong. Get him here. Bring him here. He's probably the guy. You know, you, you, you know, most, you know, I, I don't need to tell you the, uh, the ironic coincidence of, of where Moshe Rabbeinu grew up, like, like, like the child that was most feared grew up right under Paro's nose. You know, and that's the, how the story goes. And that's important that, that, that he had to go through each and every child to say, wait, there's more here. What you shy, my friend. What you think should be is not the real story. Where's your other son? Get him here now. He's that. He's that man. And soon as he comes in, he becomes that man. And and it says and it says by Kach Shmuel is Karen Hashemin by Yimshachos so bekerev echav batitzlat ruach Hashem el David meyayomahu v'mala vayakam Shmuel vayilcharamasa. It says that the, the spirit of Hashem, you know, rested uh, uh, on, uh, uh, passed over David on that day, from that day on. And the brothers needed to see it. And I'm sure it was a bitter pill for them to swallow. But sometimes, you know, Rashi says that, you know, Aaron became the, uh, the Kohen Gadol because it says, with Samach Belibo, right? When Moshe was appointed the leader, the younger brother was appointed the leader. Aaron didn't bat an eyelash. And Aaron came by Yelef, El-Haral came by Yishaklo. Says that he went, he met Moshe, and they gave him a hug and a kiss. And then Rashi says, because he was with Samach Belibo, he rejoiced in his heart, he became the, he became the Kohen Gadol who wore something on his heart all, at all times. He wore the Urim Betumim, the Choshen. So, so, so much of, of our story, um, ladies and gentlemen, is right here in the Novi. The process the secretness, the hidden, the, 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 how it has to go from secret, unrevealed, to eventually to open miracles. Eventually, ladies and gentlemen, David Amel is going to be appointed king by every Jewish person. After we'll, 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 eventually we'll get to it, and we'll talk about how after a certain point, they come to they, the Zakanim of all the Jewish, all the Shvatim come to David and say, you know, we, we see what's going on here. You, you need to be our king. You need to be the king over all of us. And, and, and that's the open end of the story. It starts from David Amalek being hidden somewhere out in the field. But in the end of the story, it, it, so the steps in this story is the story of the Jewish people. Little by little by little, it's, it's a, an isolated event, a hidden event, a secret event, and eventually... They all come and they say, David, we want you to be the king over, you know, over all of us. And David Melch Yisrael, Chai Vekayim. Anyway, that's just some of the thoughts and insights that I wanted to share with you tonight. Um, thank you, everyone. Wow, vacation, vacation. We have uh, bigger numbers than ever. 
Uh, thank you everyone for coming on tonight. Uh, Mr. Hashem, we will be back live next Sunday night right here from Studio B. Um, and we will continue this story. Uh, uh, we, we, um, next Sunday night, we'll talk a little bit about music because David is Minagain but Kinor, um, uh, one of my favorite topics, Jewish music. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that next Sunday night. Uh, again, thank you for joining me. And Mr. Hashem, have a great week. Stay safe and stay healthy.